Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 254, Drinking to Your Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Monday going? How the hell was your weekend? Uh, I have no notes. I have nothing with me. I just have my brain uh, to do this episode tonight. Normally, I have something written down, so I know what the hell I'm talking about, but I'm using the only phone I have on me uh, to do this episode. So uh, we're raw dogging, as they say. (laughs) As they say, uh, I'm drinking a Modelo tonight, by the way. Uh, I got a couple of cans of this left over. So if you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. So right off the bat, pun intended, uh, my Texas Rangers picking up huge players right now. Uh, or at least one huge player, DeGrom. Um, they're saying best pitcher in baseball. I don't know about that. I mean, there's there's a lot of good pitchers. Uh, Verlander to the Mets, another weird thing. I guess Verlander just likes that color scheme. That yellow, I mean, uh, that orange and, and blue. Went from the Astros straight to the Mets. To the heat, from the heat to the cold. I mean, drastic differences too. <laughs> You're in, in South Texas where it's even hotter and muggier um, going to uh, up to New York now. Good luck. You got to buy your coat from there, I hear. Uh, anyways, so yeah, a lot of big changes, man. And I was actually kind of thinking about this too. A few episodes ago, I'm giving myself shit. Well, at least when uh, the baseball season was still going. I'm like giving myself shit. You know, I'm like, I haven't watched a single game all season. Like baseball literally is my favorite sport. Um, hockey being a very, very close second. I mean, it's, it depends on the day too. I mean, it might reverse for a day, but most, uh, most of the time, majority of the time, uh, it's, it's baseball. So it's real, really weird for me to miss 162 freaking games. You know what I mean? Like I at least catch half of those or more and I didn't catch a C I, I think I caught maybe two over the course of the season, but then I, you know, I'm thinking about it too. I'm like, You got to be easier on yourself, too, because they didn't give you anything to come watch. They didn't have a good team. You know, they they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. You know, so it's hard when I get home from work. You know, I've worked all day and then it's hard to want to stream the the Rangers game that I know they're probably going to lose or or doesn't really is insignificant. You know, I'm not a kid anymore. That shit used to work when I was... That's why I have such a love for the Mavericks. You know, it's like... Dude, when we went down to Reunion Arena when I was a kid to watch the Mavericks, they were not good. <laughs> they were never good. Dude, it was a treat if they won that game that night. You are like, holy shit! Like, even as a kid, I remember thinking, like, I didn't expect them to win this game tonight, but they did. What an extra treat. Not only did we get to come to the game, but they won. But you know they weren't the Cowboys. I had them. I had the Cowboys to compare them to. Um, barely got a hockey team in '93. Uh, we'd been baseball, baseball, baseball forever. I kind of got lost on the baseball thing though um, when I was a kid, and it's not even because like my team. It's because I got hit in the ribs with the baseball. My dad was pitching to me. You know, it got out of hand, out of control. <laughs> He didn't have as much control as he thought, and it hit me in the ribs, and it pissed me off. It hurt my feelings. It was my dad, you know? So I threw my bat down. I took my helmet off, threw it down, and he's kind of like laughing. He's like, what's wrong? I'm sorry I didn't mean to hit you. I'm like, I'm not playing anymore. 
you know, <laughs> throwing a fucking fit about it. But dude, and I, and I'm I'm such a strong-willed person, and I was always such a strong-willed kid. I mean, strong fucking willed, dude. I, this is how strong-willed that happened when I was about eight years old, and I didn't like baseball until I was like twenty something. Then I, I'm maybe a little earlier, maybe eighteen. I started getting into MLB the Show, all those video games. I was like, all right, I, I love baseball. Like it's just it's so good. Um, but yeah, I gave up. That's how stubborn and strong-willed I, I was as a kid. It's probably even worse now. Uh, yeah, one time hitting the, I mean, that's, that's a normal thing. And he tried to explain that to me. He's like, well, Chris, if you're going to play this game, you're going to get hit. Like there's no way around it. You know, that's like playing basketball and not want, well, that was rude. My alarm cut me off and stopped my recording. Um, so anyways, yeah, Texas Rangers picking up some good players. That that makes me want to go see. You know, um, I've been talking a lot of baseball lately. Shout out, Richie. Um, we've been talking just so much. I, I finally, I get to nerd out about baseball with someone. Like, I fucking love it. And, and he's been into baseball forever. It's just, you know, we finally got to this point where we get to nerd out about it. It's fucking awesome. But, you know, I'm talking about, like, you know, Aaron Judge is, like, up for, you know, to, to re-sign. I guess he's a free agent now or whatever. It's, like, me personally, like, I, I'm not, I guess you would call it a casual fan of baseball. You know what I mean? Like, you could put my butt in a seat by getting Aaron Judge maybe a couple of times in a season if I'm a casual fan, maybe even more. Um, but But for me personally you know, separating myself saying I'm not a casual fan. Um, I just, that's not enough to get me in the seats. (laughs) It's enough to watch on TV. I would watch Aaron judge on TV, but you got to have a team dude. Like just think about, I think the last game I went to was Beltre, Andrus, all those guys back then, Cliff Lee. Um, I think that, you know, back when they were fucking good, that was one of the last games I went to. And it's like, I was giving myself such a hard time. It's like, well, yeah, but they're not giving you anything to want to go see. I'm supposed to go want to spend money on a team that I know is going to lose, you know, like, and back in the day with the Mavericks, it wasn't my choice. He's like, hey, do you want to go watch basketball, professional basketball? I'm like, hell yeah, as a kid. You know, I didn't say that. He would have smacked the hell out of me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, sir. Yes, dad. Yes, I would love to go see basketball. That sounds fun. What time would you like me to be ready? Um, but yeah, I I mean, you got to give me something to see. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to give myself too much shit on not watching any because I did watch playoff baseball after that when it got to the playoffs because there's just nothing like it. Uh, the, the, the sound of the stadium, just the energy it brings. I don't know what's so different about it between like, I've been to a football playoff game before I've been to a hockey play and they're all just somehow different. Different energies, different vibes. Like the AAC when we beat the Predators to move on. Oh, what a horrible name too. I feel weird saying that name. The Preds. Ugh, jeez. You, you guys know when you made the the Predators, you can't see the logo every time you say it, right? You don't, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. No kids allowed at the game at the Predators games. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, uh, Chris, you're picking low-hanging fruit. Stop it. Uh, anyways, but yeah, back then my dad was paying. 
You know, I didn't care if the Mavericks won or lost. Like I said, it was a, it was just an extra treat if they actually did win. You know, it made it like, oh my God, this is an awesome night. You know, it was like that for the Stars for the first couple of years too. Same same stadium, Reunion Arena. Uh, it was like, man, he, and the reason I got into hockey personally was um, Shane Churla. You know, I was a huge like boxing fan. Mike Tyson, uh, just a powerhouse. He was just like God to me in the ring. Um, and then I matured a little bit. I found out who Muhammad Ali is. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the real goat. That for me, that's the real goat. You know, I'm not saying Mike Tyson wasn't great. I'm not saying he could knock your fucking head off, but you know. So the stars, the same thing. First cut. You want to go watch hockey, and in the stadium, professional. I'm like, yeah. And then I see this number 27, Shane Churla. Not a great skater. <laughs> he's, he's basically like Happy Gilmore, live version. Not a great skater. Can't pass well. Can't stick handle. He's just tough. You know what I mean? Like, God damn, look at the guy's nose. Looks like it's been broken 27 fucking times. Maybe that's why he's number 27. Um, but he got me into it only for the fighting. I didn't understand hockey. I didn't understand what the fuck the game was. Uh, but they used, dude, they did a great job. Like the NHL has done a great job with their expansion teams over the years. They used to do that. And I wish they would still do it to teach the younger generations about hockey a little bit more too. They used to do the Bud Light Hockey Minute or some, I think it was called the Bud Light Hockey Minute, but it basically every game you watched, it would explain one rule. What is offsides? What is icing? You know, what is roughing? What is cross-checking? Like they would explain a rule, Bud Light, they sponsored it every single game. They would explain a rule and, and then you st slowly start to figure out hockey. And luckily for me, I actually lived my house that I grew up in. I lived right up the street from someone who was affiliated with the Dallas Stars. Like he had to be at the stadium to do, I forget what he did, some kind of scorekeeping or something. But he had to be there in a suit every single game at Reunion and Arena. And I remember that. And he taught us a lot too. And um, this was obviously when I was hating baseball. So I wasn't, I didn't give two shits about baseball. Uh, but my hockey love grew. My basketball, I mean, basketball is just nostalgic for me. And, you know, I, I, f I love the old school Mavericks logo. It's, it's one of my favorites. I mean, across the board, no matter what sport, it is one of my all-time favorites. Um, so anyway, that's a little bit of what's going on um, with the Rangers anyway. Um, and how about those stars? Let's go ahead and keep the sports talk going. Uh, it's pretty much all going to be sports. Um, this time, um, who was it? Uh, was I about to say boxing? Oh my God, dude, the UFC fights. Let's go ahead and talk about this first. Um, wonder boy. I forget the guy. I think it was Holland. I believe it was Holland. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, it, the guy's name was wonder boy. And the guy he was fighting his name was Holland, um, on Saturday. And the dude, like talk about aspiration like wonder boy like he came out to the goofy like tenacious d song he's this fucking country little short country white boy you're like probably unassuming you know what i mean like if you walked up to that guy on the street and wanted to pick a fight you would not assume he's about to beat the hell out of you he just he's a nice guy he's got a good vibe 
He picked a kind of a silly song to fit his name. I don't know if he walks out to that song every time. But dude, when he got in that octagon, that motherfucker was mean. Now, I, I've never fought professionally. I've always thought about it. My, you know, Growing up, I wanted to be a boxer. Like I said, Mike Tyson, one of my heroes, Shane Churla. I see this guy on skates just beating the hell out of everybody, ready to drop the gloves on a dime at anything. You sneezed wrong. I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And I wasn't that serious. But, um, you know, it's this, this whole thing. I, I wanted to be a boxer growing up. My mom's like, no, but so I never got to do it. Never got to do the boxing thing. She's like, I don't want you to get hit in the head. I'm like, mom, I'll be good. I won't get hit in the head. And she's like, everybody gets hit in the head. And she's right. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter how many, you know, practices you have. If you get in a, a ring with another professional, they're going to smack you around a little bit. It's inevitable. They're swinging their hands at you. So anyway, this guy strategically is exactly, I mean, I, I would love, this is what I always wanted to be. If I were to ever become a fighter was um, like this guy, forget his name, Wonderboy. You can look, look up Wonderboy. He's fucking 40 years old too. He fought some 30-something-year-old. And I will say, I believe the other guy's name was Holland. He's a tough son of a bitch, dude. Holland is, is fucking tough. I'm probably getting the names wrong, but you know who, who I'm saying. Whoever fought Wonderboy, I'm going to keep calling him Holland. Uh, but he's a tough son of a bitch, dude. He, he took uh, heel kicks to the temple. All kinds of stuff. I mean, just the, the right straight to the face, the left, the left to the face just all night took a couple of knees, elbows. I mean, he, and he just kept coming back. Uh, the only problem I had with him, Holland was, uh, I, I just hate when guys do this. I hate whenever they have one weapon like a uh, Tyson, uh, not Tyson Fury, Wilder, Deontay Wilder, sort of the same thing. Now he's more skilled and he has practiced, uh, and, you know, you, you can tell he spent a lot of hours in the gym, but it was like that first thing is like, yes, he has big knockout power. Like he has those, that big right hand, but you got to land it, dude. If you get in the ring with someone who's experienced Tyson Fury, I'm looking at you. It's, it's not going to be the same fight. And, and sure enough, it, it wasn't. And, and the best way I can describe it is having all the tools, using all the tools, having first, this is what your studies give you. This is what your diligence and practicing your art gets you. But discipline, that muscle memory. And then, you know, just kind of being able to, um, what do you call it? Improvise. It's a huge improvisation. The whole fight. You never know what the other guy's going to do. You have to have more tools. And Holland just had the one tool. I mean, he, he threw some elbows. He threw some knees that, that did connect. But you could tell it wasn't the same as what Wonder Boy was doing. And and he was doing such an amazing job. Like he was getting in, hitting him a couple times and getting out. And Holland would chase him around the ring. He'd just back up, back up, let him set again, get in, get out, hit him again. He was kicking him to the ribs. And I, I'm pretty sure Holland ended up with broken ribs. I saw him once one time to a kick to the ribs. I was like, yeah, it's fucking broken, dude. Like he kicked him so goddamn hard but but wonder boy did everything everything you could do it was damn near if he didn't get hit it would have been a perfect fight for him 
in my personal opinion. He did everything. He controlled the distance between him and the other fighter. He hit him with power. He moved, he danced around the ring to escape certain things. You know, they kept like touching gloves after, you know, whatever would happen. So, you know, Holland was like getting kicked in the head and Holland's like smiling. He's like, all right, all right, I see you, whatever. And it's like, I, I, I just loved everything he did. It was a perfect fight in my opinion. And that's what I would aspire to be in and out. Um, you know, controlling range, picking your shot, just accuracy. His accuracy was damn near off the charts. Um, but for, for my money, they kept saying it on the broadcast fight of the year. Yes, absolutely. Dude. Um, that was a, a fight of the year, if not the fight of the year. So cheers to them. Take a drink. Oh boy. It's been a while since I've had a beer consuming those empty calories. Uh, so yeah, great fights, man. Um, leading to just more fighting, uh, different style boxing, dude. I heard, and you don't expect to hear things on video games. I heard such a cool story the other day on my fight night champion video game. I was streaming online as I've been doing. You can follow me drink until you podcast on Twitch. Uh, I play music on there. Now I play rocket league. I play fight night champion. I even go a little old school with, uh, call of duty, black ops, two zombies. Love it. Uh, so you can check me out on there, but so I'm playing the game and they start telling the story about Mike Tyson. Did I already tell this last week? I feel like I told this last week. I'm going to tell it again. It's such an amazing story. I heard more details to the story because he, he kind of gave some tidbits on the video game to it again, but Mike Tyson was 12 years old. And he showed up at the like World Junior Championships or Golden Glove, whatever you call it. I don't know what it's called when they're little kids or younger kids. 12 years old. And Mike Tyson's about, from what I've seen, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, about my height, maybe a little shorter. And he at 12 years old, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, he's fucking 190 pounds, dude. Now, as a grown man, I'm, I'm 36, soon to be 37. As a grown man, I weigh 220 pounds. Now, now I couldn't imagine a, a, a 12-year-old at 190 fucking pounds. You would think, like, and this was the story he was telling. He was like, he showed up and everybody was like, what in the, who is that? Like, he doesn't look like the other kids. We're, like, long and lean and not really a lot of muscle development. And this dude comes in looking like a chiseled-ass fucking 18-year-old. They're like, who is that? And and the brilliant thing, and Mike Tyson's always been great at the mind games. Always, I mean, even when he doesn't make sense, you know he's trying to say something mean, so stay away, <laughs> away from him. His defense is impregnable. Okay, that's an interesting choice of words, but okay, we'll keep going with it, Mike. Um, so 12 years old, he shows up to this competition with other 12-year-olds fighting for the same prize. But he looks like a jacked 18-year-old. So people will start talking throughout the tournament. And Mike Tyson sits there by him. Like, it's amazing, like, how he knew his place already at such a young age. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that was with help. That was with coaching. Um, so anyways, these other kids are sitting there like, someone's going to have to fight this guy. Like, god damn. Like, 
And so Mike Tyson just sits there in silence. Doesn't say anything to anyone, doesn't try to make friends, just has his Mike Tyson 12-year-old look on his face, watching you know the matches happening before him, sitting there with his 190 pounds of muscle. And so rumor starts to go around the the event for you know through the other fighters going, oh my god, that's Sonny Liston's nephew. Don't get in the ring with him. That's Sonny Liston's nephew. And Mike Tyson played it perfectly. He never said anything, and he didn't ever correct anyone. So that whole event, like, they did whatever they did. I think Mike Tyson ended up winning because how are you going to beat that fuck? I don't even know if I could beat that (laughs) 12-year-old. You know what I mean? I might have some reach on him, but that's it. I better be fucking fast. Um, Put me in the ring with a 12-year-old and get my ass kicked. That would be funny, right? So anyways, he sat there in silence the whole time. He did not correct anybody. He did not speak to anybody. So to this day, everybody at that tournament, I mean, I'm sure now they know, but everybody at that tournament that day believed he was Sonny Liston's nephew. And I I mean, I don't know if you know anything about boxing, but Sonny Liston already had a negative connotation to his name. The Big Bear, he was supposedly gang affiliated. You don't fuck with Sonny Liston. You know what I mean? That's why it was such a big deal when, you know, Ali came out and, you know, did what he did. And you just didn't fuck. He had mob ties, supposedly. You didn't fuck with the man. He was hard as nails. So think about sitting there as a fucking 12-year-old pissing yourself, thinking, I'm about to have to fight Sonny Liston's nephew, and he's fucking huge. You know what I mean? Like, that would fucking suck, dude. (coughs) But I love the strategy. I love the mind games being played. Mike Tyson was great at that his whole career. He would make you think he's going to fucking kill you in that ring. You're not making it out of this motherfucker, dude. I know we have gloves on, but you're going to die in here. I mean, that's an intimidating fucking human, you know, Uh, which is just such a great story. I love that the whole tournament just rumors started circulating about him being Sonny Liston's nephew. It's like, oh my God, how how are we going to fight this guy? It's like, coach, throw in the towel. Coach is like, throw in the towel. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to put you in there with that monster. (laughs) And he was a fucking monster. Even then, dude, he was a fucking monster. I mean, they got him from such a young age. He had so much rage. I've learned a lot about him from playing this game. He had so much rage in him. You know, he was scared growing up. He grew up in a rough place, Brooklyn. He was scared a lot of the time. That's what made him grow up to not want to be scared anymore and want to be the tough guy. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to feel that fear. He wants to control that fear and be like, I'm the fucking man. And eventually he did become the man because you knew you didn't fuck with Mike Tyson. That guy on the plane, years after Mike Tyson has been world champion, Mike Tyson, like what, 50, 60 years old now? That guy on the plane the other day, a couple of months ago, recently found out, you don't fuck with Mike Tyson. He probably hit him so fucking soft too. Not soft, but you know what I mean? Like he held back a little bit. There's no way he laid into him. That guy would be fucking dead. You can't take a punch like that. Um, so anyways, that's the, I don't know if I told that last week. That's the Mike Tyson story that I kind of teased while I was talking on Twitch and I never told the story. I don't think. Um, it's just an incredible story of strategy and, you know, how, how your mind can play tricks on you. None of what anybody was saying was true. Now, now, was it true that he's 190 pounds and 12 years old? Solid muscle? Yeah, that was fucking true. And there's not much you can do about that. But then, 
after after you see them, then your mind starts playing tricks on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, dude, I used to swear there was footsteps in the hallway. It, like every night, I couldn't fucking sleep. I'd just hear a little pitter-patter, slow. T- 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 and I'd be like cuddled up under my blanket like, no, 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 don't come to my room. Who is that? Is that mom? Is that dad? Is that my brother? Who is that walking down the hallway? The dog's not barking. Um, but yeah, your mind starts to play fucking tricks in the dark. You see a shadow. You're like, ah! You're like, oh, it's just a jacket. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. You know? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't imagine. Especially walking in as a 12-year-old thinking, you know, your, your coach is telling you, you can win this tournament. You can win this tournament. I, You know, you've grown so much and you've... Your skills are great. And then you see this fucking kid walk in that looks like a grown man. And you're like, fuck, you ain't winning this tournament. <laughs> He's going to take you out. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and do some some drink recommendations for you guys. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, this is from my little bookie book that I had when I was bartending. It's only got like, I don't know, 12 recipes in it. So a lot of these are repeated. Um, this book is from my friend Anne. Thank you for buying this book for my recipes. I will keep it forever. And I told you that the day you gave it to me. Uh, the first one I have for you is the Bahama Mama. You're going to need an over of Malibu, an over of House Rum, an under of Captain Morgan, a splash of Grenadine, a third, uh, uh, wait, a third cup, a third ounce. Uh, it doesn't say a third pineapple, a third orange juice, a third sweet and sour. You zap it in the little uh, milkshake maker. You pour it over ice. There you go. That's your Bahama Mama. Uh, what else? We got Cosmo Martini. You're going to need two overs of vodka and under of Cointreau. A splash of cranberry and a twist of lemon peel to garnish. Um... Let's do four of them. Let's go ahead and do an Italian margarita, an over-under of amaretto, an under of triple sec, a three-count of sweet and sour, a squeeze of lime. You zap it in the same milkshake maker, and you pour it over ice. That's easy, right? Anybody can do that. Um, let's go ahead and do the Mai Tai. We're, we're feeling a little rum-heavy today. Uh, an under of Captain Morgan, under of Malibu, splash of grenadine, two ounces pineapple juice, two ounces orange juice, zap in the milkshake maker, uh, pint glass over ice makes the Mai Tai. You could do a little mint sprig on there if you wanted to. Uh, as always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Be safe out there, you guys. I love you all. Cheers. Let's take a drink. Um, so, yeah, there's my Mike Tyson story. Um, I talked about UFC, dude. That, that, that fucking guy just impressed the hell out of me. Um... A wonder boy. I can't remember his actual name. Wonder he's fucking great, dude. That's what I would want to be if I were ever. And the dude's forty years old doing it, and he's fast as hell. He was so fast. It was incredible. It was honestly incredible. Like that's exactly what I try to do when I play uh, fight night. I try to back you up against the ropes. I try I control range for sure. If you start hitting me with a couple of shot, shots, I just get on my bike, as they say, and I run around the ring until I recover, you know? But it's it, it's such a good feeling whenever, like, in the game, you finally, you're... Because, I mean, the other guy's fighting you. He's running from you. He's dodging you, too. He's doing all those same things that I'm saying. So when you finally do get him in the corner, 
And I start implementing my jab, my cross to the body, my jab to the head, cross to the body, cross to the head, jab to the body. You know what I mean? Like mixing it up. Like once I start implementing that and I have them backed up against the ropes and I'm hitting them with like six and seven different shots. Dude, it's such a good feeling because you know you've strategically broken this this other fighter's mind down with what you've done. Not only physically are you beating them up, but you've broken their mind down physically to know, fuck, I can't hurt this guy. Like, what do I have to do to hurt this guy? And the same thing in the game. You get rocked. You know, you're about to go down if they hit you with one more punch. If you can get away from that and back up and somehow, I mean, it it frustrates the computer, literally. I've seen the computer headbutt me because it didn't (laughs) know what else to do. It's fucking awesome. So, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, if, if you couldn't tell, I am still streaming. I'm doing music now. I'll play guitar randomly on there. I played drums last night. I'm still doing the video games. Follow me on Twitch at Drink Until You Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Drink Until You. Instagram, Drink Until You Podcast. Facebook, Drink Until You Podcast for all the, the updates for this show. Uh, all the updates for the Twitch, all that. It's, it's, it's all under one umbrella of Drink Until You Podcast. So I hope you guys are enjoying that, man. It's, it's really fun to stream and, and do the things that I'm doing anyway, dude. It's not like I wasn't playing video games anyway. It's not like I don't play guitar anyway. It's not like I don't play drums anyway. I'm just, I now get to share it with you guys. It's pretty cool. Or maybe someone in fucking China or something sees it. It's, it's neat, dude. It's a lot of fun. Um, so thanks to my, shout out to my brother for showing me that. Um, I got to have him on sometime. But guys, that's going to do it for me for the night. Thank you for listening. Drink Until You podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. Uh, Let's finish them off. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. Ooh, I had a lot of beer left. It's hurting my teeth because it's so cold. All right, guys. That's going to do it for me. I will talk to you soon. Stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Love you all. Bye.